Welcome to the Theoretically Doctors podcast. We're a group of current and our prospective PhD students documenting our journey on a weekly basis. The aim of this podcast is to be a platform to support students in the educational system of various backgrounds. This includes, but is not limited to, first-generation, low-income, traditional, and or non-traditional students that may or may not be a minority group. I'd like to emphasize what is said on this podcast are the personal opinions of the speakers and are separate from any affiliation. Myself and those on this podcast are not communicating on behalf of any university or their employer. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless specifically stated otherwise. This podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned. Information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. With legal out of the way, let's begin. Welcome to the Theoretically Doctors podcast. We're a group of current and our prospective PhD students documenting our journey on a weekly basis. The aim of this podcast is to be a platform to support students in the educational system of various backgrounds. This includes, but is not limited to, first-generation, low-income, traditional, and or non-traditional students that may or may not be a minority group. I'd like to emphasize what is said on this podcast are the personal opinions of the speakers and are separate from any affiliation. Myself and those on this podcast are not communicating on behalf of any university or their employer. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless specifically stated otherwise. This podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned. Information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. With legal out of the way, let's begin. All right, so we're live. And I'm going to openly admit this is going on, going to go on my YouTube channel, my personal one for now, just because I've been neglecting it and I need content because YouTube is rough <laughs> while being in school and working. Um, so we're going to get through introductions first and then we'll just start shit talking. So Thomas, this is going to get weird because it's like, Anastasia, if you know already, like if anytime we're ever on like student panels and stuff. This is the same format. So here we go. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, like I don't so, want to do a student panel. I just want to talk shit. Well, I mean, it's the first episode, so we'll just all get right. it out of the way. So, all right. all right. So if anyone has questions, they'll be like, all right, just go watch the first episode. Who the hell we are? <laughs> all right. So Thomas, uh, biochemical engineer at UC Davis, uh, industry sellout. <laughs> industry sellout. Oh <laughs> That's, That's who I am. <laughs> Uh, You're like, I don't want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I want to go get a PhD because I'm crazy as shit. <laughs> Actually, I want to get a PhD uh, for my fun. Go? Um, oh, yeah, fun. we should probably discuss like why we want a PhD. And that's exactly my reason for fun. Because <laughs> doesn't working 20 hours a day for seven days a week and getting four hours of sleep sound fun? Like just it's constantly so working. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. No life, no friends. Mental health is trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Do you want me to go? Go for it. Okay. So I don't know who's listening or who may hear this, but hello, good morning. My name is Anastasi, and this is way too much like a group panel thing. 
Anyhow, I am a brand new PhD student at, can I tell them where I'm at? Yeah, you're public information. Oh, okay. I'm not. At UC Santa Santa Cruz (laughs) in the Latin American and Latino Studies Department. And I graduated from UC Davis in December last year. And these are my peeps here. We should have fun together. We should probably disclose that we're like in McNair. You like that oh yeah way. that's how we met <laughs> i got you I'll... i got you thanks jessica <laughs> jessica's here so in case you were wondering how all of us met each other from such different backgrounds we were all in the same undergrad research program that was essentially made for first generation low income and or minority students who want to get a phd so that's how you got all us weirdos in the same spot <laughs> interacting and talking shit. So yes, I am Jessica, also recent UC Davis graduate. I will live forever having my diploma say that I graduated on 9-11. I can still not get over that. Um, Fun facts about me. Um, But yeah, I was a biopsychology major in undergrad and a minor in aging and adult development and meandered my way to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to get a PhD in cognitive psychology. And then everyone's like, what does that mean? And I just tell them I do learning and memory research. And then they're like, that's cool. Wait, we have research interests? Do we? Should we share them or is it necessary? Oh, we should absolutely, just because this is the first episode. I I mean, I'll rant about mine. Oh, I can just like be like- Oh, absolutely, We can do this forever. Yeah, this is a whole fucking episode. Yeah, this is infinite content. This is great. (laughs) I like- like aging and memory. I like metacognition. I like cognitive neuroscience. I like motivation and memory. I like emotional memories. And I like memory and applied real world contexts, not just remember this random list and then say it to me. I like applied memory and how it can be applicable in the everyday world. Mm-hmm. See, this is great because I don't know any of that. I just do it. So the fact that you're researching that, great. Give us some study hacks, Jessica. Some study hacks. Oh, I love this. We talked about this in my intro site class, like about how you can basically be a better studier and a better learner. Um, Sleep is important. Don't let anyone tell you sleep is not important. That's where your main memory consolidation happens. Um, Space learning is better than mass learning unless you're cramming for a midterm the night before, then you will see immediate effects. But if you have that cumulative final coming for your ass in a few weeks, not (laughs) Not going to be good on this podcast because it's already <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> just put a little bleep in there if I'm not allowed. No, nah, fuck um, it. We'll just, it's all good. <laughs> um, what else is important? Um, fuel your body well, stay hydrated, don't eat a bunch of crap. Um, maintaining just general habits is good, like having a schedule and set time. And if you really need a break, take one. Try to not take a break on your phone because that doesn't really help you. Try to take a break outside, take a power nap. I love power naps, they're the best. And this this is the road to success, everyone. It sounds so easy. <laughs> it does, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, and spa- yeah, space learning, I would say, is like the most important thing. You can call it, yeah, blocked practice. There's a bazillion names for the exact same thing. What does it mean? Uh, essentially it's just like not cram studying so like let's say you're studying for an exam like try to study like an hour every day for it versus like five hours the day before oh I see okay that makes sense 
Yeah. Is that and the then, same like, as active learning? Huh? Is that the same as active learning or is that like it, a... I I mean, it is active learning per se, but I feel like active learning is more broad. Mm. Okay. And then also I've been reading a bazillion fucking meta, like meta analyses on like the testing effect. Cause that's like the hot thing now that like having intermittent tests is like better than having one mass test at the end. And there's a whole lot of debate about if like feedback is helpful, if the structure of the practice like tests should be the same as the final exam high stakes versus low stakes testing and a bazillion other things, which I think is important because in my first life, I'm a cognitive PhD student. In my second life, I would be a genetic counselor. And in my third life, I would reform the education system. Yeah, because it's interesting because that actually has the real world implications and application that you like mm -hmm. thinking about how we learn. Yeah, so that's about kind of what my first year project is about, which I will, I can talk about later in another time because I still have so much work to do on it. And I'm having all the directed research assistants, which is like the fancy name for the undergrads in the lab, help me do a lot of things that I don't have time to do. So I don't have to TA yet. I'm grateful for that. Uh, that's coming up next quarter. And there is zero, well, up till now, there's been zero training for how to TA. Um, we have in our department um, for grad students the thing called the colloquium, and we meet as a department every Wednesday from 9 to 11 and just go over department stuff. And one of the things that they're doing in there is um, TA training to a certain degree, um, but I'm not exactly sure how useful it's going to be because uh, I've talked to the other TAs and you just get thrown in it. You do. You just go do it. Uh, that's terrifying as shit to me because I'm not, I need more structure than that. I think you just need to accept that you're going to start off doing it badly and you will just get better. You can get like the most improved award. That's I mean, I'm the generation true. of participation trophies. So like, good for you. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to differ from like institution to institution. But when I was speaking with my PI, he made a very good point when trying, to, when I was trying to ask him like, you know, now that I have a bit of industry experience, like how much does it really matter in academia? And he made it very clear to, to this exact uh, point that the training, the fact that you're trained at a professional level and like you're actually getting trained for an extended period of time, which may or may not have been two days in academia, let alone like any training. It's really the selling point in, in getting some industry experience. Wow. So I feel you on that with like the lack of structure in academia, just kind of getting thrown into it. Oh, one so analogy crazy. I had like in, in one class I took was basically being thrown out to the wolves in a blizzard and you're naked. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's what it feels like. That's like a lot of it, being in the blizzard is bad enough like that. That just kept going. Yeah, it, it's uh, we. Yeah, we went to some places. <laughs> I mean, so last week I met with my one of my professors. His name is. Can I use names from the departments, or am I not supposed to? I mean, it's, yeah, Santa Cruz. So let, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good question. It's all public I, information. I met with a but... professor, mm -hmm. <laughs> and nice. I had to meet with him about uh, uh, just a project for the end of the quarter, and he went off the goddamn deep end. I swear to God. He was started talking about my dissertation. Oh, we're freezing. Getting the research I'm going to do at the end of the quarter project, like what research I'm going to work on. 
And I'm like, I, I told him, I said, I'm not even worried about that right now. I'm just trying to get through the quarter. And he's like, well, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the other one. And I'm like, that's, I can't deal with this right now. Like it, it's too much. Like, I don't even know where bathrooms are on campus still. And you want me to worry about my dissertation project right now? I'm heated. Cause it was like, are you not thinking about like the emotional and, and psychological impact of this conversation? What week are we in right now? I just saw your quarter, Jessica, your semester. I'm a, a, a prospective PhD student. <laughs> I, I just finished my seventh week. I'm going into my eighth week. So I'm halfway through my first semester. Is it, is it easier? You know what Davis is like. Is it easier? Um, in terms of timeline, it is significantly easier to be on a semester system compared to a quarter system. And I'm, I'm honestly still getting used to it. It still feels very odd to not mm -hmm. be assaulted aggressively by the quarter system. Yeah. So I feel I'm like wary of the semester system still being like, why do I feel like I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm being fucked in the ass yet. Like, why not? <laughs> like that's been my, my first half of the semester. These poor people on this podcast. <laughs> Well, they signed up to be here, so. Yeah. They did. Without KY2, it's, I, you it's know. different. And like, in my experience with TAing with Pittsburgh, they try really hard to match you with classes that you would actually be like equipped to TA for. And they really take it easy on you your first yes. semester and your first year. Like my, my TA appointment was is just for an intro site class and it's like very low stakes. My professor is super nice and super understanding, and I definitely have not been committing 20 hours to it, which is like the projected, but even for like higher stakes TA classes, I still don't think it ever really gets above 15 hours, and that's like stretching it. Well, okay. Like, I, but that's my experience and what I've heard, but I know obviously it varies a lot across universities. There's another- what are you in? What uh? What week are you in? Just so that we have a timeline to keep going. And Who me? Yeah. yeah are you, what, you're what also week in the quarter in is it? Oh, week? I don't even know. I think we're going into week four. Okay. So that would be almost halfway through the um, the quarter, right? Right. No. Yeah, almost. Oh, it's oh absolutely. Be... It feels that way though. I mean, the first week it's like a half week, and then the last week's final, so that's always a shit show. Well, the, so definitely the, eight they, weeks. Grad like, school finals for me like aren't real. Like I don't have finals. No, that's the thing here. It, I don't have it either. We don't have midterms. We don't have like stupid wow. papers we have to do. I what we'll relate. have to do at the end is a really big project. Yeah, my my stats class. I have a big paper I have to do at the end, but I have like intermittent, like low stakes quizzes and homework assignments. Yeah. My foundations and cognitive psych class, I have intermittent papers and like small discussion posts. And then I have like mm -hmm. a really big paper I have to do at the end just because I'm cognitive focused and it's the cognitive like foundations class. And then mm -hmm. my human memory class, I just have like a big paper that I'll do at the end, probably a lit review. So it's more like a big project at the end, but even then it's like paced out. Like it's not like, here's this like big exam that'll make or break you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. Like that, that is much more pleasant to me as a student. And I really enjoy our, 
um, our block sessions together, having conversations with other students and learning from them. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how much I would like that because I did some other classes uh, to develop our professionalism, to develop our, our ways of thinking. And I really, really do enjoy that. I didn't know that I was going to, but I like it a lot. Yeah. One thing I'm still adjusting to, too, is just the fact that my classes are, like, small. I'm like, this is what grad school is like, to have, like, 15 people in a class mm -hmm. after, even, like, a lot of my mm -hmm. upper division classes were, like, still, like, 40 people or more. Like, I didn't really have a lot of small, like, courses mm -hmm. at all at mm -hmm. Davis. Less than 10. In my feminist uh, feminist class, we have like six people, and then in my uh, Latin American studies, I think we have maybe eight. So they're small, but I like a lot. Yeah, likewise for my upper division, when we did like scene design for engineering, it was about like fifteen people. Mm -hmm. So Jessica's definitely getting like that, that community college vibe. <laughs> like. <laughs> Not that like many I never people experienced. Have been people. I'm getting it now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We should probably just tell people. Like, oh yes, we can track records. <laughs> um, backtrack real quick. Backtrack. Backtrack to the beginning of time. Um, it's high stakes community college. <laughs> woo. So I went directly from high school into a four year, let alone a quarter system school, let alone a UC school. So I got the full beautiful experience. A research institution. At a research institution. And you're not fucking around. Yeah, they I was not ready. Like I, I transferred. Ready. I wasn't ready for the level of reading. Oh my God. I you know I what's said, funny is that my my undergrad reading was twice as much as it is now. I swear to God. That makes no sense. The I'm I'm not kidding. Like the 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 level of reading I had to do. I had to read an entire book this week, don't get me wrong, and it took like six hours to get through it, but I spent more time reading in one undergrad class with Professor Grandia at Davis because she did not play around. Her reading list was like this long per week. It was insanity. When I, I say this long, it was like- I love, I love the STEM. I'm, I'm happy here. <laughs> You're like, not for me. I want to talk about mental health. How are you guys? Uh, hey, Anastasia, you guys talk about your where you came from in terms of we education. Got, yeah, we got time. Don't what? worry, Anastasia. Pave the way. Oh, that, so you I moved from, well, uh, Jessica and I both moved. Um, you haven't moved yet, Thomas, but you will. So this is, uh, uh, you'll, you'll experience, I don't know, some of it. Uh, anyhow, so I moved to Santa Cruz um, in early September, and I was feeling really good um, prior to that, but the move was really hard and emotional and traumatic, and I went to the doctor on campus this week and started crying, because I'm like, I, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. I, I feel so isolated and alone, and I miss my family. And then I went to class uh, later that day and we watched a video. I had to facilitate the, the discussion with another um, uh, cohort. And I picked this video. It was on um, the migrant caravan, which is the research I did when we were all in McNair. 
and it ended and I almost started bawling like a two-year-old in class like it was just really raw from just how I'm feeling and I made an appointment with my therapist for next Thursday my point is like the mental health toll just has it's like it's slow and it goes downhill and I don't think that you, you might not even know that you're feeling so shitty until you feel really shitty. Um, it's, it's hard. Like I, we laugh and we talk about all this shit, but it's mainly so that we don't lose our fucking minds. It, this, the whole transition is really, 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 really hard. So for all of you guys out there listening that are thinking about it, get therapy. Yes. That's one thing I also tell community college students like transferring because I don't know. I'll, I'll start. I do want to circle back into like if we're transfer where we came from and then kind of our journey to where we are now. And then we'll circle. Like and it's, the I, aspect of it. So I don't. That's, uh, that, I think that there's a, a level of um, like pressure. I don't know if you feel it yet, uh, Jessica, or um, what your experience is, but I feel an insane amount of pressure all the time um to learn how to ta uh you know latin american latino studies has a lot of um it is santa cruz is a very active um like activist research institution so there's this call to um be something and to actively engage in the community and i don't know it very well yet but that is also pressure um to be better to to learn things to um to to just change i guess and to understand the world and i like that and i really want to do it but i haven't even had time to figure out how to get around on campus and i'm being asked to kind of give of myself in ways that i can't right now it's 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 really 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 hard just a lot of pressure for me, I really feel like all of the pressure that I like them, like 90% of the pressure is pressure I'm putting on myself and not pressure yeah. other people are putting on me. So I'm, that I'm may be what I'm doing, there. but you, I think you might be interpreting. Yeah. It might just be the way your brain is taking it in. Yeah. And like, you're just feeling like that and you're feeling like you should be involved more and in including yourself more. Cause I mean, other people are going to tell you to do that just because they want you to feel like you're fitting in, but that also might be coming from you too. I don't know. Well, we met, we met with the uh, UAW, with the, the union organization, and that was part of our orientation. And then we have the, the LALS department as a whole is really active in uh, union affairs. Um, and they're really pushing forward the agenda. And I really admire what these people are doing. Um, and would I like to participate? Yes, but can I do it now? No, uh, but it's like there's a push. And then we have um, like within the department, they wanna have people that are working with the union and then doing, they're called grad reps. And I'm like, I can't, I don't understand how first years could even be asked to do something like that. It, I can't do it. I mean, there might be other people who have the bandwidth to be able to handle it, but. I, I can't, and I, we can move on. Oh, no, I mean, I, I just wanted to add, I, I think the answer is like, 
it's not required it's just pressure you're gonna be there for an extended period of time so it's whenever you're ready yeah oh yeah see see, that's something you can control though it's not like you can't control that so yeah i would just say set your boundaries and just be like like i want to support just not right now you know, I think that we could, uh, we should go a little further in the thing about boundaries because Lynette talked about this to us. Do you remember? Um, in McNair, she was talking about um, really having good boundaries and that we needed to have that. We needed to learn that skill. Uh, I think that's a very, very true statement. Like what, hold them and keep them. It's very true. Thank you. Yeah. Like you're four weeks in, like you don't know where the bathrooms are. Like, priorities take care of yourself first get a good yes. standing yeah like I, I just finally found the bathrooms in the hall that i ta in i was finally <laughs> brave enough to go look for them nice. like these are the things that you're just like it's the little things every week man because before <laughs> i would like walk like half a block to the library to like pee there because i was too afraid to try to find them in the hall that i was in like that's the level of mental strain yes <laughs> Like I can't even find the bathrooms here because that takes too much effort to just look for the stupid sign that says restrooms. <laughs> like I've already got too many things to have to figure out. I don't need to learn more shit. Okay. I don't have them, but oh, I was really proud of myself yesterday. I went to campus. It's the weekend, but we have, oh, do you guys remember or, or getting keys for the offices on campus? Mm-hmm. That to me was like, holy shit. Like I'm an official person here. I have keys to the the rooms here that was a very odd experience for me anyhow so i had to go print some shit and i'm a poor ass bitch so i'm like i'll drive to campus and i can use the printer in the lab uh, the graduate student uh, lab well the key didn't work and so i tried all of them and not only that but uc santa cruz is all hills and i fucking hate it and i had to park at the base of the hill and it's literally up just like a, uh, a mountain I climb all the way up there. I'm sweating and irritated by the time I get to the top. And then the key doesn't work. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go around the building and see if it works on the other side. And I went and it worked. I was so proud of myself. It was one of those moments of, you know how you, 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 you could bang, you feel like you're banging your head against the wall and you feel really defeated. And you're like, no, I'm just going to give it one last shot. I'm going to go try it and it works and you're like oh the light comes through the clouds and you're like oh this welcome one of those to moments. programming <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened but it, it's that i almost gave up it was that like you were saying you didn't want to go and look for the bathroom you're just like it's not even worth it right now yeah it's not i don't i don't care i'll walk you fucking to the library because i know where it's at it's easier mm-hmm Wow, that would have been awkward. Would have been like, oh, I'm muted, but I'm glad I caught that. So (laughs) I've had quite the educational experience growing up in Canada and then going to University of Toronto, like straight out of high school and then coming to a community college and then coming back to a UC. (laughs) So I'm a transfer, TLDR. I didn't know that you grew up in Canada. Where'd you you grow up? Thomas I grew up in Toronto I almost said Oakland 
thinking I said Ontario, but I grew up in Toronto, which is a city in the province of Ontario. Is uh, is that on the north or sorry, the east coast, west coast? Uh, right above New York. So oh, so it's fucking east cold coast. there, bro. Yeah. It definitely does get cold. <laughs> oh my god! My son was at Fort Drum, which is just below the on the um, the border, uh, U.S. Canada border. Mm-hmm. And like, no, I'm not even gonna be shy. I don't know shit about the geography or the the states of Canada. It's almost like Canada doesn't uh, exist in my mind. We we have uh, provinces. We have seven provinces. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't have states. They're not states. No. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. I saw where'd you transfer from? Me? Yeah. Uh, I wanna li- know. I was, Let the people know. I was know. living in Sacramento and I went to American River College. I, I went there when I my kids were um a little bit younger and I got an AA in like 2014. And then I went back in 2016 after my two oldest children um, graduated and well, yeah, they graduated from high school and then my oldest son went to the military. So I had some, a little bit more time and I didn't know what the hell I wanted or I wanted to say what the fuck I wanted to do with my life. So I'll just say it. Uh, so I, I was like, oh, I'll go back to school. And that's where it all really started. That's where I finished my transfer uh, requirements and then I only applied to Sac State and UC Davis because in my head I was like I'm never going to get into either of them so I just I never really believed that I had the the wherewithal and the ability to to transfer so to be here and like have this conversation with you guys is like makes my head explode a little bit so now I never saw this P- coming PhD student PhD candidate Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, doctors. <laughs> That's awesome. So Thomas and I were talking before uh uh we started or we, we went live and we were <laughs> we was talking about the name. And um we're theoretically doctors, meaning that um in theory we could help you, but if you came to us, we're not MDs. So if you came to us and you needed help, our response would be well. You know, help actually is derived from the the Latin word, blah, 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 blah. And that originated in like BC 2092 or something. Like that this would be our help. <laughs> Theoretic. Oh, should we talk about uh the other name, Thomas, that we wanted to give it the uh, unhinged? Oh, name? yeah, that was like the original name, but then I was <laughs> like, that's way too long. But then also me being an industry, I kind of have to be a little careful <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. I, you should maybe have a pseudonym and uh, go by something different. Oh, what do you mean? So that you could actually talk freely. No, it's... I, I got to look into it more. Use a fake name. No, people will connect the dots. Like... Uh, it's very obvious once you like look on LinkedIn and like other public information that you know people will connect dots. It's like even this is going to be on public info, right? But yeah, it's uh, best right. to be safe because uh, allegedly I would like to stay employed. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That's kind of important. If <laughs> you yeah. see me looking to the side, you guys want to is in her bed staring into my soul. Nala. Oh, I like she's, she's so camouflaged. cute. Yes. I wish they could see her. She could be our mascot. My personal trainer told me that she's a teddy bear that blinks. That's so cute. I love it. Do you have a personal trainer? I do. Because how the fuck do you afford a personal trainer, Jessica? I'm just broke in every other sense of the word. Oh, okay, gotcha. You're like, it's priorities I was where like, I want to spend money. What are the things? Because the best thing you can do is invest in yourself. I agree. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I mean, I'm still seeing my therapist like just less frequently. I mean, I had my last appointment on Friday, which I rescheduled from two weeks before because I wasn't ready to deal with my feelings. That's mm -hmm. like the real reason I rescheduled it. I was like, oh, something came up. And I was like, no, I actually just like can't cry for an hour and like deal with things right now. Um, but anyway, so it's true. I, yeah, <laughs> but I decided to get a personal trainer once a week because in April is when I like strained my lower back when I was at work. So I yes. like, <laughs> not gonna name names, but my old job overworked people a lot and I ended up getting injured on the job due to that. Um, so then I had to go through like two months of like light duty at my job and doing physical therapy. Thankfully I'm fully recovered everyone. But after that, like, exercise in the gym is like my safe space of where I feel like I can like de-stress and like zone out and like have that time for myself so ever since then like for those like following couple months I was like I don't feel comfortable at the gym mm. and that was why so I was like this is like the main form of stress relief for me and I'm not comfortable here so I chose to get a personal trainer because, and it's only like once a week because even that's like ridiculously expensive and I mm -hmm. have it set for like six months. So it'll end in February, but I was like, I want to be able to just like target certain areas and feel stronger at the gym and just feel like I have a better like mindset with it because before I just like, I just wasn't happy and comfortable and that's like if anyone knows anything about me like that I am a like gym rat like I am always at the gym I'm always exercising the fact that I wasn't happy at the gym it was like this needs to be better yes. but yeah but anyway yeah since my therapist is licensed in California she cannot keep seeing me for too much longer but there is client privilege where I'm able to meet with her for a while while I'm making my transition. So I'm shaking my head. I forget that people can't hear um, our head shaking. But yeah, so that that sucks a lot because the amount of time that it takes to just like have the balls to go get a therapist and then take the time to find a therapist that like works for you and to take the time for your therapist to get to know you and mm -hmm. understand the things you're working through and you don't feel like you have to explain it every time. Mm -hmm. The idea of having to have one less normal, stable thing that's not like have that taken away from me just because I moved is incredibly difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I already live like 2,500 miles away from like everyone that I know. Yes. Like, 
to like also not have my therapist soon is like terrible Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I feel that that's why I have a personal trainer I get it yeah so yeah after the six months I think I'll feel very like equipped but yeah I don't really have like fun money and I'm used to like living on like dirt so it's (laughs) It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, guys. But like well, for, well, I, for, I, for the cost of living of Pittsburgh, I really like sometimes I need to like recenter myself and like remember that like I get a lot of bang for my buck compared to other mm-hmm. places. Like I can have my own one bedroom apartment. Like I don't pay for transportation at all. I just ride the bus with my student ID. Like the grocery store is five minutes away and I do have my cars, but I like and like gas is like a dollar or more cheaper than in California. Damn. So there's there's things that make it better per se, but yeah. You still, I, I think we miss our families. We miss our communities. And to be honest with you, I thought I wouldn't feel this way uh, because I've never, I, I, th- I thought I hated Sacramento, um, but what I, what I hated about it or what I, I feel about it is it holds a lot of history for me. I moved there after I got divorced and basically I grew up uh, as a human in those spaces and places. Um, and I didn't realize that what I didn't like was my history, but moving away from it, um, I miss it so much. I miss riding my bike and going down by the river and seeing my Uh, friends that I lived with and talking to you and going to school and having our conversations like it I just I didn't realize that that was so special to me and I did not expect to feel that loss the way that I am it's hard yeah I hmm, like Davis and Sacramento was the first place that really felt like home to me so to like leave that was really difficult and like even when I saw like all of my friends at like a wedding last weekend like I found myself just like I kept asking everyone like how they were doing and I kept asking everyone if they were happy and it just made me realize that I'm like very not happy yeah Yeah. and like I I underestimated how difficult it would be to build social connections with people Mm-hmm. because I was also talking about this in therapy on Friday because I was like when I first moved here I was like negative energy because every minute thing took effort because like you don't know where the grocery store is without google maps I was talking to Anastasia about this before like you don't know where anything is I like just riding the bus was super anxiety inducing so I wasn't used to public transportation mm-hmm. like figuring out a route for my dog so she wouldn't get like anxious by the loud noises and want to run home like just mm-hmm. a bazillion things like everything that like is normal takes effort yeah so now that I finally have been here for a couple months and like the normal everyday things feel more normal in every day except that I like can never find hot Cheetos anywhere and that makes me angry and the most Californian thing about me is that I ship hard kombucha to my house and I will never not have pride in that (laughs) but like some things are adaptable and some things aren't but like now that I finally like have those things I'm just at zero energy and like 
I'm not even like doing extra things because I'm definitely like an overcommitter to things. Mm. And like, I'm like, all I'm doing is my bare bones classes and research. And that's it. I'm not trying to be super involved. Like, I know I don't have energy for that. In some ways, like maybe it would be helpful if I was like getting more socially connected because I think that's something I'm really, really lacking. But I don't even have the energy to put into that Mm -hmm. for the payout. Mm -hmm. And then I keep trying to like pace out my work and then also have breaks. And I feel like no matter what I'm doing, I'm still getting really burnt out even when I'm trying to balance it and juggle it. And I just still haven't found out a system that works for me yet. I feel Is there that. anything that motivates you that gives you energy? Because you're back at baseline, but is there anything that like motivates you? And then, yeah, I mean, it's hard to like motivate yourself when you just feel like shit. Um, it's really, really hard to even like do the things that you know help you when you just feel bad. Um, we love mental health. This sounds mm-hmm. like depression. Oh yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, ha- I have anxiety and depression, everyone. Welcome to the club. Me um, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Things we all have in common, you know. Um, oh, yeah, You're not alone, I, Jessica. <laughs> oh no. I mean, let's be honest. My like it, my depression makes it impossible to get out of the bed. And last week it took me like four days to wash my hair, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. I've taken a shower in two days, guys. Like, I'm so glad that <laughs> we're doing showers. this. I, I I know when I'm going through the slump, when I'm like getting in the shower is just too much fucking effort. Like yes. way too much. See, and even if I can get myself to the shower, I can't wash my hair because that takes it's too much effort. effort. Yeah, it's, it's see, too I, hard. I don't want to lift my hands and move my body. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I've just accepted it. So my new saying in life has now been happiness is temporary. Depression is forever. (laughs) I'm choosing depression. I was just talking to this. I was on the phone with my boyfriend and I was like, mental illness is just something that you always have. Like it never goes away. Sometimes it's better than other times. Sometimes you learn to cope with it better. Like in my first years of undergrad, I had anxiety and panic attacks. Like multiple times a week like every other day kind of bad Mm. and now it's maybe like a couple times a month Mm. so like it gets better but it's never great and it's always there but do you think that everybody has it though and we're just willing to talk about it because at the I, i i that is just part of being a human people faking it absolutely okay because I don't want to be like exceptionalized, it. you know, no. or, or targeted, you know, because of uh, issues that we're going, because I personally think every person on the planet has this shit going on. Yeah, I think it's just different levels and different extents. Like, I think we all get the big sad sometimes, mm-hmm. but it just, it just depends. <laughs> Cycling back to what Thomas said, because I'd like to try to get things that are helpful <laughs> rather than just say how they're terrible. Um, talk to people even if your friends live in a different time zone, like reach out and talk to people and ask them how they're doing and be honest about how you're doing because you not being honest about how you're doing isn't helpful for anyone. And like people can really see through my bullshit like really fast, so I don't even try. Um, (laughs) But yeah, actually reach out to people even if it's really, really difficult. Um, Go outside, like 
it sounds really small and even like obviously it's like pouring rain don't go outside um maybe don't unless that's like super your thing but like really like not everyone has a little doggo but my like 20 30 minute walks with Nala are like so helpful to me even when I like really don't want to fucking do it but I'm like I gotta do it for my dog man um, well, I, I was thinking about your private, uh, or sorry, your personal trainer. And I'm like, oh, I used to do private dance lessons and um, I paid for a lot of them and I had like 18 left and they're expensive as shit. So it, equivalent to how much you're paying for your personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I gave all of those private lessons to my friend that I was living with because she's in the same dance community. But as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, I could do private dance lessons to um, kind of engage with something that I love to do that's physical, that moves my body. Yeah. And maybe that will help because I, I, I feel I, I don't like the work I'm doing is not hard. It is more of like the social connection aspect that um, leaves us uh, like it feels like it's been evacuated. Like, yes, there, you know, that is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like grad school is hard like let's be honest again like it's gonna be hard like it's completely foreign I feel stupid all the time and everyone I feel stupid all the time I feel stupid all the time but yeah I would say tying it back to like things like physical well-being is really important like what if you like hate exercise like just go for a walk but mm-hmm. like I think there's an exercise that fits everyone so like yes. me going to the gym like four times a week is like a huge thing. I definitely don't journal enough and I should because I never want to journal when I don't want to feel my feelings, um, which is when you should, the struggles of life, man. Um, I'm do it's true. Also like get something to take care of even if it's like a plant. Yeah. Because you feeling like you're able to take care of something else helps you take care of yourself, whether it's a plant, a fish. I mean, I went from like accidentally murdering succulents to getting a dog. Wasn't really a lot of like in-between steps there, (laughs) but like it really, really makes a difference. And if you need your like furry fix, like maybe volunteer at an animal shelter. Yes. Um, that's something like in the next semester, one of my goals is to try to get more involved with things like maybe try volunteering somewhere. Cause I just know I just can't do that right now. Nope. And like, even still like there's like a not fun conversation that I have been not avoid like not necessarily avoiding having but just like knowing I don't have the mental capacity to have it and that's one of those boundaries I have to set right now because I'm like I will do it later but I just cannot do it right now because all of my mental and emotional energy is committed to things that I can't put on the back burner and Mm. even then I'm like already dropping shit so Yeah, and just the biggest part of grad school is just like understanding like what shit you can drop sometimes because like mm-hmm. this last week I was like horrifyingly jet lagged and like could not focus in like one of my classes and the professor was like really understanding that they're like it's okay like you're jet lagged and life happens and like when I met with my like PI like that Monday like my advisor was like I didn't do a lot this last weekend I was out of town and I was being a person so just yeah and like letting yourself like take a break because like no you're like no I have so much to get done I have so much to get done but like if you don't take the break your quality of work's gonna be even shittier than 
it like was going to be anyway. Like if you don't um, take the breaks, like it's really not going to benefit you. Like your work's going to be worse if you don't yes. take the time. I have to submit a weekly um, in my Latin American studies class. We have to submit just a very brief, brief response to the readings. Yeah. And last week I was so tired, like just unbelievably not into it. I did the reading, but I, I read, I did the response and his note on there was a one line sentence that says, engage with the readings. And I'm like, okay. Like I'm doing it, he knows I'm doing it, but I was not capable of, of the analytical mind to be able to give a like one and a half page thought on it. It's like, it's not even that I have to do this huge analysis, right? It's just like talking about it. I'm like, I'll have it to give bro. I, I know that I have a brain and I know that I can think, but I cannot process information right now because I need to take a break is what I'm trying to say. Take, take the breaks. A lot of grad students in my program, like when we had like our like orientation week with like a panel, they're like, have a day where you do a, no work. Like, like mm. you need to have that. For me, what I've been trying to do is like, I usually go to bed around 11. So I try to have like my cutoff time for like doing productive work at like 9 p.m. Cause then that's usually when I call mm -hmm. my boyfriend and then I also like have like at least an hour or two to like decompress. Mm -hmm. So it gives me like the decompress time. And then I'm trying really hard to make it have Saturday be my, I don't do work day, but I'm still trying to balance out like not feeling like I'm overloaded during weekdays. So I like can't even make it to that break day. So figuring out the breaks is hard because like Grad school is absolutely nothing like undergrad. Like it is completely, no, it's totally different. Completely, completely. Yeah. Different. Uh, I was talking to Will. Um, he's been uh, checking in on me. He's actually coming with uh, my friend Erica. They're both coming down on my on Saturday, which is really exciting. They're going to spend the night here. Um, but he's so he's like grad school is different. He he's told me that multiple times, but it's it's hard to articulate until you're in it mm -hmm. um the difference is because it it doesn't make any sense really when you're an undergrad you're just trying to graduate at that point so this um uh this is not about graduation this is like life work emotional mental health balance uh that's you do have to do somewhat in undergrad no doubt um i find that the pressure here is uh, is just more I feel a lot of internal pressure and it might be just me like we talked about I but, feel a lot of internal pressure too mm -hmm. I don't think that that's just from us though no. I think that there's some of it is but I also think that the environment that we're in it requires yeah. that I think the thing that's really hard for me too is like by the time I got to like the end of undergrad I was like I know the swing of this like I right. know the drill grad yeah. school you're like I'm at base zero yes like I do not know the drill like I don't know where the uh I don't know where the life support vests are yeah. I don't know where... you're like fuck man like I'm so tired I probably like walked out of my house wearing like two different pairs of shoes like on each like one on each foot like that is the level of like mental distraught that you just experience <laughs> and like I look at like the undergrads now and I'm just like Oh, when they talk, I really, I'm like, y'all don't even know. I have to take the public transportation too. 
I drive my car to the parking lot and then I there's a the campus is big so the bus will take you around um and there there are so many undergrads and very few graduate students and I'm also older than everybody still so it's a very interesting experience to be sitting on the bus and listening to conversations and I'm oh, like yeah. I can barely get my ass out of bed to show up here and uh, y'all are worried about whatever you're worried about, but it is not the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. But yeah, I just, I really underestimated the gravity of grad school because you just don't know till you're doing it. And it's like yeah. the same thing with everything. Like high school doesn't prepare you for college. Like mm -mm, undergrad that's doesn't true. prepare you for grad school. College sure. doesn't prepare you for like actual real 40 hour a week. Nine How come they didn't tell us then like, you know, get your, your therapist on board and um, maybe talk about the, no, nobody told us about how to kind of jettison our life and those parts of it. It was all academic, but yes. nobody told us about how the impact of moving and um, you know, trying to find your social work, your network, right? Like that wasn't even a topic of conversation no. in the entire year that we were in McNair. Are we, yeah. are we all first gen here? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. There, there's your answer. Yeah. It's, we don't yeah. have the rich, the rich parents. Sorry. It's disgusting. Yeah. I just, and like, I just making friends as an adult is hard and I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm yeah. tired. Highly oh, go ahead, Jessica. Oh, I was just saying one thing that also sucks about grad school is like the majority of organizations at a university are undergrad focused. Yes. So it's like, even if there's like a couple of grad school organizations, like you don't really have a lot of options if you don't vibe with them. True. So making friends is hard. Main takeaway. Social I've been making friends at uh, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo. Getting yeah. yourself you out will? there. Highly recommended. I have. Yeah. I've uh, committed myself to trying to go uh, under 5 a.m. sessions because one particular person, Bruh. apparently he has a rivalry rivalry with me now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He's, he's a blue Is belt. it gentle, like, you know, um, rivalry of, you know, let's see how far we can push each other or like, oh, no, we're going to kill he each doesn't other. like you. Oh, it's it's a friendly, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm going to show oh, you okay. jujitsu style. Yeah, it's good. Ah, I like that. Very friendly. Yeah, he, uh, I I finally got a submission on him. And then ever since then, I think he's a little salty. He's like, oh, dude, this guy's getting better. Oh, can't let him outgrow me. So, you know. I'm really curious to know what your experience is going to be, Thomas, when you have all of this move for. Oh, not applicable. I'm fucked up. Well, then we're just going to have this conversation all over again because we're all fucked up. Me yeah. too. You know, Stassi and I, can I provide guidance when we like maybe make friends? We'll yeah. We'll yes. <laughs> Teach us your ways. I, I'm the, um, I'm the hermit that like just got screwed over by life, but we're, we're making it work. We're the, we're the good and evil kind of, kind of person I've come to realize. So I believe that we all have both qualities. So we're all really good people and we can all have, we all have the potential to do really, 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 really painful things too. So yeah. all of us. <clears throat> and on that happy ass note, it's 10. So I have to go. Yeah, it has, the time has come. All right, everyone. We'll just close here then. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you next week, y'all. <laughs>